Welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, PJ Burner, and along with me is my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up, listeners? And today we've got a new co-host with us as well, a guest co-host, Doug Atterbury. Hey guys, thanks for having me. We're glad you're here, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm one of the pastors here as well at uh, Compass Bible Church in Aliso Viejo. I've got some great ministries running here. Uh, I've been married for about 10 years and have two kids, uh, two girls actually, so it's uh, great fun in my house. I have a boy dog though, so don't worry about that. We've got a little more manhood in there because of him. Um, so yeah, I'm grateful to be here. That's awesome. As we uh, get started today, uh, one of the things on, on my mind has been uh, this thought about how-tos. Uh, I know a lot of times we as, as men set out to do a project, uh, we're not exactly sure what we're doing or, or where to start, and so we'll jump on maybe YouTube and we'll search, how do I fill in the blank, whatever. Yeah. Uh, recently tried to install a ha- trailer hitch on my, my car and thought I could do that myself until I watched the how-to video and realized I was way out of my league. <laughs> so I took it to U-Haul and they did it for me. But uh, I uh, jumped on YouTube just a minute ago and searched how to and just kind of let YouTube populate the field there. Uh, and it came up with some interesting ones. The first one was how to make a burrito. How to make a, a burrito. It doesn't seem like you would need a video for that. Yeah. I mean, it just thinks like you would. Is there a wrong way to make a burrito? Like maybe we should talk about that. I think for a there second. probably yeah. is. I think there is a wrong way to make a burrito. So maybe that person then needs this video from uh, from this guy, how to make a burrito. Uh, another one, how to pump gas. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that can be difficult sometimes uh, <laughs> for people that drive Priuses and, you know, just different things that they've never done it before. I don't know. Is it Priuses or Pri? I don't know. Ooh, I, as, as I said that mm-hmm. as it was coming out, I'm like, this sounds wrong, but I'm just going to go Pri-i. with it. Priuses. Mm-hmm. But even if you just say Prius, that sounds wrong. Don't. It just sounds wrong, period, to drive yeah, a Prius. Let's does. just say that. Don't Priuses right? have gas tanks? They do. They have both. So maybe a Tesla. Somebody Tesla. drives a Tesla, and they're like, we That's don't even know. way what above it. my pay grade, yeah. so I don't even Living say in the future. those words. I've been driving this car for like two months since it came out, and I already forgot how to pump gas, so I need to go to YouTube. Um, <laughs> how, to, uh, how to tie a tie, right? I mean, okay. Yeah, how to, how to draw. And then there's this one, which I, I just kind of stopped me in my tracks. Just how to rob. Like a bank? Uh, maybe. Or a person? Oh. <laughs> How to rob Kellen? Um, I don't think they're going to rob me. <laughs> show up at his house and have a mask on. I don't know. Like, <laughs> But that's a YouTube video. How to. But again, some of those things are super basic, right? How to make a burrito. How to pump gas. We look at those and we go, who needs to watch that? It seems so basic and mm-hmm. so simple. And yet there's points in there that are, are helpful for us to remember. Um, when we come to Christianity, when we come to our relationship with Christ as men, guys, there's some things that seem really basic that we need to go back to the basics on. We need to go back to the fundamentals on. We need help. I mean, uh, today we're going to be talking about how to pray, something that seems, again, foundational, basic, simple, easy as a part of the Christian life. I would imagine everyone listening to this who's a believer, who's a follower of Jesus Christ, would say that prayer should be a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. But yet I know so many people who just struggle to know where do I even begin with prayer? Yeah, it's one of like the e- the easiest hard things you've ever done, or the hardest easy thing you've ever done, right? Like it should be so easy, but yet it's so difficult for us to know exactly what we should be praying for or to find the time to do it. And I think we need to have a plan to do that. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, that's our first point as we're talking about how to pray. The first one up is pray with a plan. Have a plan, Kellen. What are some ways that you pray with a plan? Staying organized is key. Having a prayer list. 
uh, just being able to jot down the prayers that you're going to have for that week, that you're going to have for that day, specific times that you're going to be able to pray for those individuals. And uh, what's most important with the prayer list is also having the answers to prayer. So when you have God answer a prayer, being able to jot that down so that you can come back to that, see that God has answered prayers faithfully, and that can serve as an encouragement as you continue to work your way down your prayer list um, and repeat it throughout the, the days and the weeks. Awesome. Yeah, prayer lists are so important. Uh, you can begin with your family, begin with uh, y- your friends, uh, pray for your church, pray for uh, we're commanded in Scripture to pray for our leaders. We should be doing that on a regular basis. Pray for people in your life who don't know Christ. Uh, just write their names down, and you'll find that you've got plenty to be praying for and praying about. Uh, Pastor Dag, how about you? What are some ways that you uh, pray with a plan? Yeah, I, I have a prayer list as well. I, I have everything marked out. Um, when people just come up to me even just say, hey, this is something that's gone in my life, I like to just have it on my phone, a, an app or something that I could use that I could just write down that prayer right away, something that can remind me of it. And so that's a, a really good thing to do for praying for others, but also just taking time to write down things that you want to be praying for, like you said, your family or even for yourself, things that are going on in your life that you want to just take note of. So even having something like a journal where you write down answers to prayers uh, or con- uh, keeping a a consistent prayer list is, is really, really important. The other thing that's important with praying with a plan is, is having that consistent time and place carved out every single day, uh, whether that's in the morning for you, whether that's uh, when you're on your way to work, or whether that's you're at work. Pastor Doug and I have talked about uh, setting reminders. That's something that you do, right, throughout the day? Yeah, I, I put on my calendar app that really runs my life. I don't know about you guys, but my Google Calendar runs my life, and so there's uh, just times that pop up on my Google Calendar to pray for specific things, and I set those uh, with my prayer list, so I know that at this time I'm praying for the pastors at our church, at this time I'm praying for my family, or this time I'm praying for some personal things going on with me, and so those reminders are really helpful to just get me into that routine of praying just to know, hey, here's the time set aside in my day even if it's just five minutes, to just step away from what I'm doing and just spend some time in prayer. Yeah, and as we've talked about before, Kellen, and you've mentioned uh, just your time on your commute, your drive to work is consistent time that you have where you set aside time to pray. Yeah, going to work, is when I first start my day off, I'm always wanting to be in prayer headed to work. Uh, knowing what I have to tackle for that day, the meetings that I have, the people that I have to talk to, regardless of if I've done it 10 hundred times. Um, I need to be prayerful about it, and getting in that car to start off my day is a constant reminder for me. Sets my day up and puts my focus on Christ. That's great. The uh, So yeah, the, the first step there, pray with a plan. Have a plan. Have a prayer list. Have time set aside each and every day uh, for you to spend time in prayer. The second thing, though, is to pray with expectancy. Uh, it's not just enough that we pray with a plan or that we schedule that time but we need to remember who we're praying to and why that matters. And so as you think about uh, praying with expectancy or with expectations, what, is that, uh, what does that look like for you, Pastor Doug? Yeah, well, I, I think that it's, it's important to do that, that you're, you're relying on these passages that we know of, like Hebrews 4, that says that we should draw near with confidence, that we, we know that we have a God that listens and hears and has a desire to answer. And, and one of the things that I always go to in terms of prayer is just 
uh, calling out on God and saying, God, you say that if we ask for a fish, you're not going to give us a snake. And so there's a desire there for God to answer us when we pray. And so having that expectancy that God, it's, it's pleasing to him when his children come to him and request of him and, and um, come before his throne, that we should now expect to receive good gifts from the Father back in return. And his answer might be no, it might be yes, but whatever the answer is, we should have expectation that he is going to answer those prayers in our lives. Yeah, that's a great point. I think when you mentioned at the end that, you know, the answer might be yes or no. At the end of the day, it's God's will be done. And oftentimes when we pray, we look for God to give the answer that we wanted. But that may not have been part of God's will, and we have to understand that God's going to work everything out for the good. Uh, and it's it, it may be different from what we're praying for specifically. But oftentimes you can look down the road at your life and look back on what God has done and said, and I've had plenty of examples where I'm like, well, I'm certainly glad that, you know, God's will was done here and not mine because, you know, simple illustration of a job example of I might have wanted a job and I've, I've wanted jobs in the past to where God didn't provide that to me. And I, I felt like I was right. Everything was perfect for me to have that job. And then I didn't get it. And then six months later, that role was eliminated, and that could have been me, right? So there's plenty of times that I've prayed for things, God didn't give it to me, and I've been mm-hmm. so thankful that God didn't give me what I asked for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so praying expectantly, praying with a plan. Uh, third thing is, is praying with persistence, praying with persistence. There's a, a man, a pastor named George Mueller in the 1800s, and uh, he set out to pray for the conversion of five individuals, and he started praying for these five people. And three of them, over time, became saved. They, they were saved. They became followers of Christ. Uh, but for 36 years, he continued to pray, and, and later on in his life, we know it is that long, because he recorded in his journal that it had been 36 years he was praying for the last two, and they still weren't yet saved. But he was daily praying for these two, that they would come to faith in Christ. Well, 52 years after he began daily praying for these two men, as part of that original five, they were saved. But it was after Mueller had died. And so what a challenge that is for us to, to be reminded, man, we've got to pray persistently, regardless of, of whether or not we feel like God has, has answered that prayer in the moment. Uh, we know that he's hearing our prayers. Mm-hmm. And so as long as we still have today, we need to go back and we need to pray uh, for, for the people in our lives. And so um, praying persistently, I know I talk with a lot of people who uh, have loved ones that aren't saved. And they'll come to me and they'll say, but, you know, I've, I've been praying for this person. Mm. What else can I do? And I think it's important to go back to that and, and say, keep praying. Yeah. As long as you still have today, wrestle with, with the, the Lord for their soul. You know, pray for them uh, and, and plead that God would be gracious and open their eyes and that they would be saved. And uh, you never know. You don't know at, at what point God is going to respond to that. And it may be like Mueller in Mueller's case, after you're gone, after you're dead, that God may answer that and, and the fruition of your prayers would, will come to reality uh, down the road. So praying with persistence is, uh, is crucial in all this. That's an incredible story about Mueller. Uh, for, for me, similar to that, it definitely wasn't 52 years, but uh, one thing that's near and dear to my heart is I was praying for a year or two years specifically for my wife to be saved. Uh, and it was a daily prayer, and there were many times that I was discouraged because I felt like maybe she was taking steps backwards in my view, but God had his hands on it the entire time, and, and thank God that he, he saved her uh, when he did. Uh, and it's just been a remarkable experience, but just trusting in God, and every day, no matter what, what we see uh, from our view is totally different from God's view. Um, it can 
continuing to be consistent about it. I, I've been a, a witness to that myself, so definitely encouraging to hear that Mueller story. But, uh, yeah, my own uh, story serves its purpose too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, praying with persistence is, is crucial. Uh, those of you out there that are, are parents and uh, and all three of us around this table are, uh, we pray for the salvation of our kids daily, right? And, and uh, for us, we've got young kids at home, and they're not at that place of making a decision to follow Christ at, at this point in time, but yet daily we are praying that God will open their eyes, that God will be gracious to them someday, and that they will come to faith in Christ. So uh, praying with, uh, with persistence. Um, how about uh, this, this fourth one then, praying with regularity, not just praying with a plan, praying with expe- expectation, praying with persistence, but also praying with regularity. Yes, we can have that time cut out, but, uh, but Pastor Doug, how do we uh, wrestle with this concept that, that we should be praying without ceasing? Yeah, I think it's fantastic to have times where you can just set aside time to pray uninterrupted. But at the same time, uh, that's not always how we should pray. We should pray without ceasing in in this way that when things come to mind, when God brings someone to mind, or maybe you're having a conversation with someone, that we could just throw up these quick prayers to God where uh, all throughout the day, regardless of what's going on, we could just be constantly approaching the throne of God, bringing our requests to Him. And, And it can happen at any point during the day. Um, it could be when you're having a conversation with someone. It could be when you're at a restaurant and you're just you're just daydreaming. You're thinking about something else. Well, focus that time instead of just letting your mind wander and let your mind be directed towards prayer. Having a relationship with God is important here. Uh, if you just think about relationships in general, you, you want to be thinking about that person. I think about my wife, thinking about that person, talking to that person constantly. Having a relationship with God is, is, is far more important than that. So always being in conversation with God through prayer, always being in His Word, always be thinking about God and, and how you can be an ambassador of Christ is all dealing with praying without ceasing, is, is constantly having that thought of God on the top and the forefront of your mind. Yeah, I mean, for us that have wives or, or whoever you, you, is close to you in your life, it's you don't just carve out like 10 minutes a day for your wife and be like, hey, you've got 10 minutes of me yeah, to talk right. to you. And and then after that, I'm done. So checking the box and right? moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See how that, that would go that's with your gonna wife. Go well, but you right? send texts to your wife throughout the day and right, just let exactly. her know you're thinking of her. It's the like, same oh, kind of idea. Yeah. Or you've got a question. You're like, hey, what are we having for dinner tonight? That's right. Right? Burritos. And, uh, burritos, yeah. And yeah. I know how to make those because there's a video. <laughs> But yeah, we, we talk to them regularly, like Kellen said, because we've got a relationship with them, because we enjoy them, because it's they're a part of our life, not just a part of our 10-minute devotion time. They're, they, they're our companion. We, we love to be with them, spend time with them. God wants that from us. He wants us to be in constant communication with them. And the great news is, because of Hebrews 4 and the reality of the access that we have to the throne of God, we can be in constant communication with them. Yeah which is a a privilege unlike any other, really. And I think it's good to say to men as well that it's okay to pray quickly. It's okay to not have uh, a long 30-minute prayer time for everything in your life. It's okay to just throw up a quick prayer. It doesn't have to be elegant. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to heap up empty phrases. You can just talk to God like you would with your spouse in a brief car conversation. Yeah, we're not not King James only when it comes to prayers. We don't have to have the these and the thous and the stinkeths and things like that. wow. He stinketh by now, right? With Lazarus in the tomb? Yeah. All right. So uh, last point that I want us to talk about is, is praying with others, because that's, a, I think, something that is, is beneficial for us as well. If you're out there and you're struggling with your prayer life, um, find somebody who you can partner up with and pray together with them. 
uh, learn to pray from others. I, I know when I've in the past and, and at times in my life struggled with prayer, uh, sometimes I love to pick up um, the, the prayers of Charles Spurgeon. It's a, a book that has the prayers that he would give before he would stand up in his pulpit to preach. And the way I describe it is kind of piggybacking on his prayers or the Valley of Vision even, which contains prayers of the Puritans um, dealing a lot with suffering and, and pain and trials, to piggyback on those prayers. In other words, to pray them after these people um, that have, have prayed them before you. But uh, whether it's it's your spouse or it's kids or it's a brother in Christ, um, finding that that person that you can jump in and, and pray with that uh, that other person can help your prayer life greatly. Praying with them right then uh, for the brothers in Christ piece of it. I think it's oftentimes as, as Christian men, we say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. I'll pray for you. But why not do it right then and there? When a situation comes up and, and a brother is, is, is talking to you, um, instead of saying, hey, I'll pray for you later, no, let's pray right now. I think that's, that's powerful, and we can do that with, with our brothers in Christ. We can do that with our wives. We can do that with our kids when we're you know, discipling them is right now. We don't have to wait till later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, somebody else that we can pray with, and uh, not just the, the, the Puritan prayers and the prayers of others, but we can pray with the, the biblical authors, right? Especially as you go through the Psalms, as you go through um, just these great texts in the Scripture, where, which are, in essence, prayers, offerings of worship, and, and uh, please with the Lord. Jump in and, and pray the Scriptures back to the Lord. Pray with David. Pray with the psalmist as they're uh, pouring themselves out before the Lord. Um, yeah, Pastor Doug, any last thoughts on on this subject? Yeah, I think that as men too, we we tend to re, uh, neglect praying with our wives. Um, we need to pray with our wives. We need to find those times to to spend time to pray with our spouse. It's a it's a way for you to connect with your wife on a deeper level to lead her spiritually. And so we need to find those opportunities as well uh, to to pray with our wives, pray for our families, pray with our spouses, pray with our kids. That's one of the ways that we show our spiritual leadership in our home yes. is by taking up that step of boldness and saying, hey, we're going to sit down together and we're going to pray. When we pray for a meal, we're not just going to say, God, thank you for this food. Amen. Which sometimes you do. Uh, when I'm at Chipotle, that's how I pray. I say, God, thank you for this burrito. And then I go for it. But at home, I have an opportunity to lead my family in that time of prayer and, uh, and to direct them in their prayer lives. And that's also important as well. Yeah, for sure it is. Yeah, bless this mess. Dig in, right? That's uh, we're looking for more of that, more than than just that. Man, we've talked about burritos so much. I'm in going this, to get a burrito this episode. I, I, I know, right I'm now. Like, I'm hungry. So is everybody else. We need to get commission from Chipotle for yeah. this episode. Awesome. Yeah, for all, is this a sponsored video? For all like ten people that are tuned in right now. Um, <laughs> no, hey guys, but but uh, just to, to recap, as you're thinking about where am I? No, number one, I just want to encourage you. If your prayer life has been uh, lacking, uh, start today begin today. Don't just sit there and say, man, I, I, I need to get my ducks in order before I can feel like I can really invest in my prayer life. No, just start somewhere. I mean, God would much rather you begin somewhere today than put it off till tomorrow or think that you need to be more spiritually mature. This is, uh, this is urgent. This is your relationship, as we've already talked about today, with God. So as you're thinking about these things, pray with a plan, pray with the expectation that God will respond, that God will answer, that he's able. Pray with persistence, pray with regularity, and pray with others. Uh, guys, we just want this to be a, a framework for you that hopefully you can take and get to work and, and propping up and strengthening uh, or even just in excelling still more in your own prayer life. Speaking of prayer, uh, we will be praying for you guys this week as you seek to apply these truths to your life.